Hey everybody, welcome to your unpaid therapist. Hello, welcome to another episode of your unpaid therapist. I'm not getting paid. <laughs> I didn't even get a donut. Oh, that's, that, right? that's sexy though. I, right? like, I like it. I'm Valerie Milagros Ortiz. I don't know. I am your host, Ali Kona. She's away. Brad Ford. <laughs> this is your unpaid therapist. Shua. Hey, see ya, Hota! Hi, everybody. Uh, you know who I am, and and my fabulous friend. <laughs> and if you don't know who I am, my name is Valerie Ortiz, and, and I don't have a hot for you. But I know you guys don't know. Well, you might know who this guy I think is. You might. You might. You might. <laughs> I mean, if you like CWs in the dark, or if you like blue people. Then or if you play video games, you might have heard his voice, or if you went to college with him like I did. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> yep. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is Keston John, everyone. And he's our guest. And it's so exciting. Okay, so as you guys know, we usually have Matt with us. Um, and he's our unpaid therapist. Our actual unpaid yeah. therapist. Um, and we were just so excited. Obviously, it was just life and talking and conversations, and we all hang out. Um, and we're like, we need a straight male's per- perspective. <laughs> And this, again, we were actually just laughing about this. I have my Invisalign, and we haven't talked about this. Maybe oh. once in one episode. So if you guys ever hear, like, us, like, a stuckering succotash, I am now wearing Invisalign. Ali Kona has hers. Matt has his. So the person who's got... I'm left out. Yeah, well, you're going to have the clearest, most enunciated words. But, yeah, here we have Keston. And we're so excited to get it get in. But before we get into the... Topic. No. Well, we'll or, tell you the topic, and then we're going to get into our never have yes, ever's. Tell us. So today we wanted to talk about, and think through observation and conversation, I've come to realize that my upbringing is not so normal. But what's normal? However, Val had <laughs> always seemed to the things that she tells her mom. I'm like, oh, that's so weird. But it's not. It's normal to you. So, anyways, we just want to talk about how different upbringings make you who you are, and just relation. It's just so interesting. So yeah, but first we have to never have I ever. And let's have Keston start. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Pick a card and he Wow. And then you'll answer, and then we'll. Okay. So we'll yeah, do proceed. The, same thing. the you pick one. Flip Anyone? It. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you'll say never have I ever, and then read what's okay. on the. Wait. Oh, you're showing oh, the audience. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> All right. Never have I ever wished someone bad, some something bad would happen to someone, and then it did. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, I haven't. Is that, okay, is that what I say? Is that what I say? Okay, all right. I was like, I, I don't have to think about that one. Um, never have I ever wished something. No. Um, no, I've never wished something bad would happen to someone, and then it did. Um, but you've wished something bad, and it didn't happen. Neither. I'm no. Just <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nice you. try. Um, <laughs> no, that was good. Um, no. <laughs> No, I'm trying to really think about if something bad would happen to someone then it did. No, I don't think I've ever really wished, like, no. I was going to, because I guess what I was going to, I was trying to think of, like, okay, like, when I was, you know, my relationship didn't work. Was I, like, well, F you. <laughs> my relationships, neither of them, my biggest ones that I would talk about, never, they didn't end like that. You know what I have? I will say this. Actually, this is kind of interesting. I have wished like karma would get oh, some yeah. people mm. who've done stuff to other people that I love. Mm. 
like you know like if somebody like hurt my brother or like somebody disrespected my mom or something like that or like a a best friend right that you're like you know what i I wish yeah oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) so that i have felt that before yeah strongly yeah did it happen you know actually for some people yes okay you know like the karma came around and it was and not in a bad way but in like a very satisfactory way of like i'm so glad that that exists you know where sometimes and actually i'll leave no, I'm not going to get into the specifics of the, something specifically that I'm thinking about. Um, I'll say specifics one more time. Um, <laughs> but um, yes, there was a certain thing in my life that happened where years later, things just turned out how it was supposed to, you know? Uh-huh. And I always say what's in the dark always comes to light. Um, and it did. And and I didn't have to push it there. Like I had, I didn't have to be the one who put the flashlight on it and it that was very like satisfying okay. Okay. what about you no no we're all good people here i may have been in high school and been like oh i wish they would just break up because she's not good. <laughs> yes she's not good enough for him yeah and eventually they do because it's a teenage relationship but did he like me after that no <laughs> didn't uh, turn out the way you wanted it no <laughs> okay let me go i'm gonna pick oh there's two no never mind that there's more okay uh Never have I ever given my number to a man out of pity than... Oh, wait, we, we did, did this, this one. Oh, sorry, oh. sorry, y'all. Sorry, fired. y'all. She's fired. Sorry, uh, no, I'm not fired. I didn't get that one. <laughs> um, we did that one in another episode, so you'll have to watch it. Watch to there find out. Um, let's see. <laughs> of course. Oh, God. We talked about this during the break. <laughs> Never have I ever eaten my own boogers or fed them to the dog. So let me tell y'all. So, so we each <laughs> exactly. Wait a minute. So we each take turns writing these never have I ever's, right? And when I read this and printed it up and glued it on this card today, I was like, nah, I'm gonna throw this away. What the heck? And I was like, no, I'm gonna keep it. Yeah. And then I added a different one because I wasn't sure where this first one was going. So I asked Ali Cohn about it. And then she explains. I'm gonna let you explain to the people. Yeah, you got some explaining to do. First of all, my answer is no. Yeah, no. Go ahead. No, no, for me too. Yes. Okay, I've not. Please explain. I've not eaten my own boogers. That's gross. But have I fed my boogers to the dog? <laughs> yes. What? It's a nutrition supplement or something like. Okay, so here's what happened. No, okay, because you said you were a kid, and then I just want to know. But you were a kid. I guess that's well, it. That's all I got to know. Well, define child. Because I, you tell me. I'm a young adult. How old are we talking? Um, I mean, Lonnie Cross had some boogers, but that was when she was a puppy. Look, this is how I discovered this, okay? Yes, I need to know. I was having a sad day. I was crying. My dog was licking my face. Mm-hmm. And she just kept licking my nose. And oh, I was you like, stop. And she okay. kept licking the snot out. And I was like, you must really like the flavor. And so then oh, when, I was, this, when I was younger, so I was would be sleeping in bed with my dog and I wouldn't want to get out of bed to get a Kleenex so I would just pick my nose and then that's, the dog would eat it so I'm like great that's so, so gross I to to the honestly <laughs> after this like I need all the DMs 
all the comments, all the whatever on anybody else who's done this. Because I mean, y'all, you are her people. She's your people. <laughs> and we need to know who else has done it. You can't be the only one. No. Right? You must be like you're salty or something. I don't, know, I don't know. But I, I'm sure there's somebody out there who's going to be like, me too, girl. If, that, if that's helpful. I haven't done it lately. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. I go ahead and pick your yeah. Pick, pick, pick your car. Pick a car. Y'all gonna have to have a whole episode just on that. <laughs> you know what's even sadder is my boo is like in the other area of this room, probably listening to this. Like that is nasty. <laughs> and just to clarify, her boo is our sound engineer. Yes, so one up yes. production. Yes. Um, okay. Let's. I want to do something. Let's see. I, I mean, I'm like, hold on, okay, I'm, yeah, that one. I'm like, that's kind of just... not fair. I'm like, uh, you know, going through here, just kind of switch up the energy. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And I, she's doing Ooh. this for those of you because one we oh. recorded an episode. Oh. And we, <laughs> a lot of the ones Read that it. never have rappers that we got were kind of like want why, and it. I don't know when you get some fun ones, it kind of. Shakes up the energy exactly. of, the, of the episode. So that's why she's doing yeah. that. She's not cheating. Yeah, because because we already know we tend to talk about some deep stuff on yeah. this podcast. We just want to make sure it's not all like, <gasps> you know? Yeah, yeah, no. Don't feel heavy the whole time. I feel like, shit. I'm, I'm the one that's getting found out on this podcast. Let me tell you. I mean, boogers um, and all. <laughs> never have I ever laughed so hard I sprinkled in my pants, dot, 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 when I wasn't home where I could change. Okay. That's so specific. I've... <laughs> exactly. 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 No, I've never. <laughs> Matt was like, "Tell me your Alicona without telling me your right. Alicona." That's, that's it. When it's super specific, <laughs> I'm gonna make some vague questions going forward. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. We interrupt this podcast with a very important and professional announcement. Introducing a brand new technology, the Sprinkle Resistant Panty, brought to you by Ali Kona and sponsored in part by your unpaid therapist. Available now only on Patreon. Ha! Kidding. <laughs> but you know what is on Patreon? All your amazing podcast perks, including a chance to submit your topic suggestions, never have I ever's, video content, and a chance to co-host an episode of the show with us. I mean, that's worth the subscription all on its own. So... While you may not get a new pair of tinkle-resistant chonies, you will get a whole lot more. So, join us on Patreon today. In the meantime, back. Tell us what happened. I have not. That, thank God, I have not had that happen. You haven't? So no, but I mean, I mean, you've ne- like, I've never, have you ever laughed so hard you peed your pants? I've not. No. But yeah. I have... <laughs> My mom has. It's the cutest thing. Oh my gosh! Since she's been like a certain age. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so we were playing like charades or something with like mm-hmm. the family, um, one time. And now this is kind of a, a a thing that happens often. But somebody had to ah my mom. Okay, so my mom got the card um, uh, milk, mm-hmm. and so she had to. Act like milk. act milk and so then she starts doing all these funny things like you know breastfeeding <laughs> and like and i mean you my mom's like four foot eleven she has a huge accent obviously you can't talk but and then so she's doing all these things and like she like crosses her little legs and she's like ah! and she's like ah, i'm gonna pee 
and she's saying this in Spanish. But now that's like the thing. Like anytime my mom passes her little legs, you know, like it's over. Like oh my she, can't, she can't laugh too hard. Oh, that's eat. awesome. And so I was like, I can't wait to that age. I've not. That's not happening to me. But so like it's like heavy and not heavy. So when I was younger in my twenties, I was an egg donor for somebody, and like yes. part of the process is they have to retrieve the eggs. Yeah. I don't know what happens. They put you to sleep, but they did something to where it is common that it, it your body reacts as if you were pregnant and i guess when you're pregnant like your bladder is real weak so you could jump up and down I've and heard that. You tinkle your pants yeah. so after that happened i was an egg donor i have sneezed so hard that oh. i was like no at all that's so crazy <laughs> and how long did it take to change um, or to fix or i guess go back to fix, normal I go back know. to normal i, I feel like Oh, like maybe a year or two, but it's not like I sneezed all the time. It's sure, just like if you had to go to the bathroom really bad and you just it's happen sad. to sneeze, you're like, oh, damn. That's crazy. <laughs> By the way, we, we do have a future episode talking about her experience with egg donating yeah. and stuff like that. And I cannot wait to get into that episode. Um, funny. Welcome to the show, Keston. Oh, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Talking about uh, boogers, all kinds of stuff. Be nice, though. Pay therapist. Um, awesome. So, like, okay, it was so interesting to me. I think. Oh, so the way it started, the Ali Kona. I was. I think I was talking to Ali Kona about my dating apps and like things with like guys and like oh blah 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 and I was like yeah so and then I told my mom and she was like what like you were telling your mom that or whatever mm, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. was like yeah you know I just like I talked to my mom about everything and and we've I've talked to my mom about that actually I told her that you said that and I just thought it was such an interesting thing but for sure my relationship with my mom changed because I don't think I think I told you this I'm not sure um after my divorce like my mom came Another, you know, she came to like help me move and we took a trip to the Grand Canyon and it was the first time that during the road trip and during, you know, our little excursions and stuff and, and she had never been to Vegas where I like talked to my mom as a woman mm -hmm. and had these conversations about like her past and her stuff with my dad and like my stuff. And, and I think ever since then, we've become even closer so it's 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 i love that too because obviously there's always like something beautiful that comes out of something tragic or sad um yeah. and that was that that relationship with my mom so ever since then it's just like i see her as a woman and not just my mom and then that was so neat to get to hear her stories about like when her and my dad broke up and like yeah. who the people she dated whatever so that's when that changed for our relationship mm -hmm. um and we bonded it on a different level but then you were like oh and i was just saying like for me i was like oh my god that's so weird i would never we don't cr cross the mother-daughter border but i also had a very different upbringing right but i was telling val that like highlighted for me how different you know they are very familial and they right. go on trips and they do all these things and they talk about stuff and i was like my family's not like that or how much they encourage you and support you and then in talking to val i was talking about you mm -hmm. because so keston and i well we've become friends through val but we also started writing together so we converse a lot and we've talked about your parents and your mm -hmm. family upbringing and we have some similarities yeah. Yeah. and so it's just interesting because we've talked about the fact that sometimes i'm not going to speak for you but i've said like operating out of fear because of the criticism or whatever we dealt with and how 
I wonder if I'm where I'm at in my life today. I actually said this to her on the phone. Mm -hmm. Because of my upbringing and not having that, I believe in you, you're talented, you're this, you're that. Have I self-sabotaged where I've had mediocre success? And Val's, in my opinion, my perception had wonderful success, but Mm -hmm. also had a great support system. But then you've had a lot of success too. Mm -hmm. So then that debunks my theory. (laughs) Well, like, you know, I think... For me, it was mixed. It was mixed support. So, you know, at first, my mom cried when I told her what I wanted to do with my life. Oh, really? Yeah, she cried when I told her I wanted to be an actor. Um, What would she have wanted you to be? Because before, I was like, I want to be a doctor. Like, I was a kid, and I was like, I would. well, it was first it was pilot, and then I was like, I want to be a doctor, and then I was like, I want to be an actor. As soon as I found it in middle school, and she cried, and she's like, I don't want you doing that. I want you to go to this school because they have a really good school, and this is your path. And, you know, coming from the West Indies, that's like a sort of a path. You know, you you go to nursing school, you come, and you come to the States, you, you know, do your whole thing. So being a doctor would have been, like, the pride and joy of her life. But one of her friends at work was just like, you need to let him do what he wants to do. Mm. And so she... I think she supported me from that moment on, but the support from my like other half of the my stepdad and stuff was not there. Mm. You know, like when I moved out here, he was like, "Oh, you're doing a pipe dream," you know. Sure. And so yeah, it's just. Didn't you say that um, uh, your stepdad at one point didn't talk to you for a few months or something? Oh yeah, no. I mean that that's sort of when we're growing up. Like he would walk in the house and not say anything to anyone, like. You, you, but you had to say good afternoon. You had to say, like, it was, it's, looking back, like, mm, I would never do this to my daughter. I would never, mm-hmm. I would never, it was mentally messed up because you're, you're sort of expecting a child to say, hey, good afternoon, you know, like this, like, almost like soldier sure. way. And you're not saying anything to them on purpose. Um uh. So yeah, it was it was it was it was meant it was it was emotionally abusive, but that's sort of you know, I think that encouraged me. Mm. That, um, I just always have had that. Like, tell me I can't do something, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it because you said I can't do it. Yeah, there's uh, a quote actually, and I wrote this down. It says, "Some people thrive in adversity, and others get knocked down by it." And we talked about this yeah. last night. So that sounds like that mm-hmm. helped you oh yeah 100 percent. um yeah that that passion that i had for honestly as a kid hating that person i i don't think i've ever talked about this like on cameras this is interesting um that passion that i've and had you don't for have to go into just the no yeah i know i just just that passion that i had for disliking that person as a as a as a teenager because of what they did to us as children um definitely fueled my acting it fueled it fueled everything people are like where is this where's this depth coming from it's like well i had a whole childhood like Mm -hmm. i had a whole like my my wife laughs because like i was home alone at five like what (laughs) oh 100 percent. i was like before that was before i went to go live with my mom and my dad i was living Mm -hmm. with my dad and so yeah i was i was taking care of myself at a very young age so like i don't know yeah i was just had to become an adult like very early so like yeah yeah and that i mean that just it says so much too and just like i feel like just as a friend and seeing you grow up 
throughout the years not that like we're like that's so old but like I just feel like you've always you're such a problem solver and like such a doer so that makes so much sense knowing that and just to go like back on like you know something that you don't talk about a lot um which is the reason why we wanted to do the podcast and have these conversations because a lot of times you know people see our 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 highlight reels our tiktoks our instas and they have this idea that like or even just your own close friends which is like of like oh i would have thought your childhood was x y or z because it just you know the way you are now and and it's just so important i think and so helpful for others like i said a quote in another episode about um i show people my scars so that they can see that they can heal um and so it's just being open about things that you've outgrown or maybe are still healing from to show other people like it's like we all have things and and help each other well, and especially too, them. and one of the things that Val and I had discussed is the fact that um, you two are more public personas than I am. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've done my things, but you guys have done it on a larger scale. Mm-hmm. So you do have a fan base of people that have watched your TV show or your mm-hmm. TV show. Mm-hmm. So when you're at home and you watch people on TV, you assume like they're in Hollywood and they're on TV and their life is great. And I think one of the cool things in my experience in this industry is I did start off, you know, dancing and then hosting. And as a host, I was always interviewing actors. And when the cameras would turn off, people were having the same problems that I was having. So I got an up close look at the fact that, hold on, like, they're just humans yeah. that happen yeah. to do 100%. something um in the spotlight. But that's not something that other people that are not in LA get to experience and understand. Right. So it's like easy to beat yourself up or whatever the case may be and be like, well, their life is so perfect. And it's like, no, right. They're people too. Yeah. Yeah. So also think twice before you shame people, you know, like celebrities do stuff and people like shame the hell out of them. And it's like, Whoa. well, cancel culture right now yeah. specifically too is, I don't know. And, and like, is that a social media thing? That's like so yeah. prevalent right now. Yeah. And, and, and in making mistakes is, is like, you can't there's everything's just so fragile i feel like with what you can say or can't say or do or not do and it's like dang like you can't even be human almost without people just being done with you yeah Mm -hmm. i mean it's almost like to be honest i mean it's one of the reasons why i don't really post very much Mm -hmm. to be honest i don't i mean yeah you're unless unless there's stuff going on like Unless there, you know, and there's always stuff going on, but unless there's like something to post about, a show coming out, uh, I'm always working in the background, but I don't necessarily want to put that out because I, I don't know. There is, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of like, there's a, there's a lot of judgment. There's a lot of judgment online and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you just don't know where someone's at. You don't know where, what some, what's going on in someone's life. And, and to be honest, you know, anyone can say anything to you online. So, um, you know, I post stuff of my family, but it's rare. So, mm. but let me ask you this, because you played a villain mm-hmm. on TV, sure. did you ever have somebody cross the line and talk to you like you were Donnell or Darnell, I should say, and forget that you're Keston and Keston is such a different person? Um, n- not so much Darnell. I feel like in the dark fans have been pretty cool. Um, people do, 
you know, oh, Darnell, you know, they call me by that character name and that's all, that's all good. That's, that's fine. But no, not so much that. Honestly, the, the one that I've received the most weird things about Chicago Fire. What? Really? The weirdest. Why? What did you I do? Mean, because, yeah. uh, I, because I, you know, I, I was, uh, I was a, like a, a guy in a gang who was trying to escape another gang shooting and so I went, oh, sorry, hit the mic, oh, sorry, uh, went, went into the firehouse to, to try and escape that gang and try to heal my buddy. Uh-huh. So I've had the weirdest racist. What? Oh, 100%. Weirdest racist comments. Like if I showed you this one, I, I deleted it and I, I reported it to Facebook, but just she just went on about like, you monkey this i'd be like all this stuff and then the guy another guy same show like you i bet you feel so powerful doing that to white men like i mean like we'll see what if you if i was showing up what would you do and i was like yo bruh this is a television show one and two like relax and i just told him like we don't need any of that here like yeah on my page in a public forum like wow that's just you know yeah this is america yeah um, but not not so, so much for in the dark yeah. disappointing yeah, yeah. yeah. also like darnell's a sort of bad guy that becomes a good, good guy, guy. So, yeah. Like, yeah and it's, it's like you like different. what i don't know like because there's so many moments in there that felt like so like you wanted to work out for him yeah you know? yeah in a yeah. weird way yeah um i a quote that i um found again that's kind of with this episode and i want to know what you guys think about it was Identity was partly heritage, partly upbringing, but mostly the choices you make in life. Mm. Mm. What do you think? I I love that and that the whole thing about choices because Mm -hmm. you don't have to follow in the footsteps of the person who taught you. Yeah. And you don't have to allow certain bad events to yeah. influence you. 100%. how you behave in the future, 100%. if that makes sense. So I do believe, because we've talked so much on this show about our past and how it dictates, especially because we do have our unpaid therapist here, so <laughs> I'm always picking the brain. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to say for myself, and not in a like, let me pat myself on the back, but I've made a lot of conscious choices to not be the person I was raised by, if that makes sense. Sure. But I think it's, but I pat yourself on the back though. I think that's important because I feel like we don't give ourselves enough credit or first things like that. Cause that is not easy, especially the things that you've gone through from a very young age yeah. and, and you too, Kesson, like anybody, you know, um, for our listeners, watchers and stuff like that, like, yes, pat yourself on the back. Cause I can't relate. So I could only empathize with those things but even hearing you say your stories i'm like that is amazing to have experiences like that and yet still decide and choose to like no but i'm gonna do this and i i'm still gonna fight for that and and you know what i'm still gonna forgive my mom or you know what like i can still talk about you know my dad and you know respect what that was in that time and 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 see them as a human for whatever you know it that's that's not easy. Yeah. And then you've even talked that you've never done therapy and stuff. So to be able to do all this stuff on your own and I don't know. Yeah. Pat yourself so, on the back. What, what were the three culture? Yeah. Choices? So it says heritage. Heritage. Partly upbringing. Mm. So partly heritage, partly upbringing, but mostly the choices you make. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I agree with that. 
Yeah. Because I, I mean, you know, I recently heard something about parenting that was just like, we are not these authority, like your children are not these blank slates that we write on. Mm. They are actually, they already have interesting things going on within them from birth, mm -hmm. given to them through, you know, both, sorry, <laughs> both parents. Um, and you, your job is to, is to sort of shepherd them through the world, like, mm. like a, like a shepherd and his sheep. So like you're, you know, introduce them to as many interesting things and as, as many things that, that might lend their path. But what if you don't have a good shepherd? Yeah. Your choices are kind of limited to your own desire, your own desire to say, okay, like I'm going to take what I knew and either I'm going to do the exact opposite or I'm going to, you know, use these choices to kind of build upon mm -hmm. um, what I was given by my parents or. You know, my what do you think about this? And you tell the corner, children learn more from what you are than what you teach. 100%. 100%. She, like, my daughter watches us and, you know, she's watching even when we're not. She's mm -hmm. watching and listening even when we're, when we're not speaking directly to her. And so. <laughs> and even from your own childhood, like, like y'all could relate to that. Of course. Well, I yeah. mean, even if you had, like, let's say you grew up in a home with a lot of fighting mm -hmm. and you think it's just you and your husband fighting, like, you can, I can hear you. Mm -hmm. I can, I can hear you say, I can hear you disown me behind closed doors because I did hear that. Right. That was really hurtful, by the right. way. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. that's not my daughter. My daughter wouldn't do something that stupid. Right. And I know you're just saying that out of frustration, but when you're a child and you hear that, you're like, oh, like, yeah. my parent doesn't even, like, want to own me. You know, so those things are, but, but I don't want to make it all like, woe is me. I will say I commend, first of all, I think it's awesome and amazing that your parents have had, have raised you with such love and support. And maybe it hasn't always been like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But from what I've seen, like, that's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. And you are mm -hmm. so lucky. And I hope more people have that. And for those of you who do have that, that's amazing. Like, don't find problems because all of your friends are complaining that they had some awful thing in their life do you know what I mean? like it's easy to do that when you're having a beautiful day and you're at the office at work and everyone's complaining and you just want to belong so you just start complaining too mm -hmm. sure. anyways um and i also want to commend you kesson because obviously having that upbringing you're like well i have a kid now i'm not going to do that and we won't get yeah. too deep because we're like limited on time but val and i and you mm -hmm. and i have talked about the fact that you've approached lark with gentle parenting sure mm -hmm. yeah and that's such a different thing that I don't think we had the knowledge. Our parents didn't have that knowledge. No, I, mm -hmm. I, I, our parents definitely didn't have that knowledge. I mean, when it comes to just going back on what you were saying before, like, I, it's a Tony Robbins quote, I think, but he's, you know, it's never too late to have a great childhood. Ooh. And I think I've adopted that. Tell me, that's interesting. Um, it's never to have a great childhood. Yeah, because he speaks about having you know, just being in a sort of a not a great mother, you know, son relationship. But mm -hmm. it's never too late to decide that like, hey, like, essentially, it wasn't that bad. It okay. made me who I am today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can either be an adult and continue to blame your parents sure. and look back. Or you can decide, you know what, like, it, it, it made me who I am today and mm -hmm. I'm grateful for that experience. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what he means by yeah. saying like, you know what, just decide that you, 
that you're going to move past that. But it's not even like, it's not that you don't deal with it sure. and deal with the trauma, but it's just saying like, okay, well, it made me who I am. It made me the strong person that I am. And as much as I hated those experiences then, like I'm, I'm grateful for who I am today kind of thing. Yeah, I love that. I love I, That's like such a perfect ending to just, yeah, really tapping into gratitude at the end mm -hmm. of the day. Yeah. And um, yeah. accepting where you are now mm -hmm. is yeah. sometimes very hard, but yeah. super necessary. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's, I think, an important step to moving on. Because if you are still yeah. thinking, and, like, and I have my moments where obviously I talk about my past or what have you, but if you are living in the misery of your childhood, right. then that's your choice now. And you're doing that yeah. continuously today and going forward. So it's making the choice to let go for your own self you so you can to. be happy. You have to. I mean, I don't want to speak specifically, but there were five of us and we all turned out different. Mm -hmm. And I think part of that is just like certain, like certain, like some of my siblings just held on to that trauma. But isn't that interesting? They say like, and I don't know if you were and, telling me that. And, and I can't blame them. Right. right. I can't blame them because I saw what it was to be in that house, but you just got to let it go. You just, at a certain point, you just have to decide that you're going to let it go and do different for your kid. Like you were talking about the gentle parenting. Um, it's, it's become a thing that out of decision that we, that we decided that it's not about just like no rules. It's about having, um, being firm, but being kind, mm -hmm. the best coach you ever had, Yeah. you know, not only pointing out their, their, the things that they do wrong, but pointing out all the things that they're doing right and mm -hmm. helping them grow. Um, you know, it, it, it wasn't an easy decision for me to come to, to get to the gentle parenting place because of how I was raised and how, you sense. know, like they were like, you raise, you know, spare the rod, you spoil the child. Mm -hmm. you, we're getting spankings, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And so, of course, I came to parenting like this is what you do. And then it dawned on me at one point, you can't, if I spank her for hitting someone, that right. makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> You know, right? And so you just start to evolve. We—that's our yeah. job as a as humans. To just like take our take the base that we started with and grow. You know, expand on it and grow. And yeah. you and Lacey do such a beautiful job. And and I know you guys aren't um, super public on socials and stuff like that. But his wife, Lacey, she's both of you, but she's not here. So I'm just gonna um, just shout her out because she's just just super knowledgeable and. Yeah patient and like you both as a team it's cool and just as a friend you know anybody we don't have kids but to see your friend raise their child with their you know significant other their spouse or whatever um it's such a cool thing you know and, and it just feels very like you know we are all we are the honorary titis and uncles <laughs> and all this stuff but it's just really neat and then yeah. i want children so and i tell this to lacy all the time where you i'm just like when it's my turn like i'm gonna be asking all the questions <laughs> for all the recipes all the you know parenting we are um, here. We're here. yeah We're here. um advice because they you guys do a really beautiful job super balanced and i think obviously it's not easy but i love thank you for sharing that yeah. 
Thank you for being on the yeah. podcast yeah, thanks for with having us. Me. We're yeah. short on time. Um, and um, obviously, always thank you to Frank, to T. Michael. T. Michael's, in, you know, doing our sound. Frank is doing all the things and making sure we're on time. Nice. Today, we were thank on time. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, until next time. Yeah, we'll see you guys later. Bye, friends. Bye. Adios. Bye.